This is Stacey McKibben with the Master Communicator Podcast, where CEOs, senior leaders, and C-suite executives share their advice. It's six questions in nine minutes because the best leaders know how to share their ideas concisely and quickly. Let's jump right in. Question number one. In a few sentences, tell me who you are and what you do. Hi, Stacey. I'm uh, Mukai Girish. Uh, go by Girish. I'm the Chief Revenue Officer at uh, Apnomic Systems. We are an uh, artificial intelligence machine learning based uh, uh, enterprise software company. Uh, we provide a solution called Self-Healing Enterprise, where um, uh, our company solution helps enterprises, um, uh, uh, mostly mid-size and large ones, uh, fix and predict and fix problems before they occur in their IT infrastructure so that their users, both uh, uh, customers as well as uh, their employees, can uh, get a really good user experience. I also serve as uh, CEO of IIT Madras Foundation. Uh, we are a nonprofit, 501c3, that is raising a $100 million endowment for the Indian Institute of Technology in uh, Madras and uh, with, with our alumni community here in the U.S. Wow, thank you so much. I'll be so excited to hear your perspective as we explore kind of this idea about people, which unfortunately, unlike your system that can provide all those insights and, and uh, uh, heads up, I think people don't come with those warning systems. <laughs> <laughs> you, right? <laughs> They're a little bit more of an enigmatic. Um, but that leads me to my question then, you know, question two for you, what's the best thing about leading people from your perspective, being in charge of sales and technology and, you know, you got a bunch of different perspectives, I'm sure. Yeah, Stacey, I've, I've been very fortunate to work with a lot of people um, in, in, you know, a number of stakeholders everywhere. And I think the, in my opinion, one of the best things about leading is to groom and grow other people to become leaders, in my opinion. And uh, uh, that's where, in my, uh, that's how I see it as, you know, you're a successful leader. It's not just what you do, but actually you create other leaders. And being able to do that, you know, requires you to, uh, you know, do a number of traditional things, right? One is, end of the day, it's all about purpose. The way I see leadership is all about purpose. When people have a purpose, they do things and they are actually able to step up and make other people join them in doing it. And the number two is also, you know, the traditional aspects that we talk about, such as painting a vision, motivating people, you know, getting them to work as a group, being a multiplier and all that. Uh, I think all of this ends up at, um, at, at being able to communicate this to your, the people that you work with, right? Uh, and, and they getting that aspect and they're actually starting to believe in it, seeing a purpose, applying it to their own lives and their own ways of leading things. And then they growing up to become great leaders. I think that's the greatest satisfaction. And, you know, what we are going through today uh, in terms of uh, the COVID-19 crisis and all that has, has uh, brought up a number of stuff, right? One is uh, when, when things are growing and everything is rosy, everything is great, a lot of people can lead well. Uh, with, uh, and, and, and again, that can happen with or without them doing their, uh, their magic. Um, of course, when things go down, um, you know, when you see traditionally things slowing down, there's a recession, there is, you know, small amount of things. Yeah, you can also start seeing people with, uh, you know, qualities that come up. But with COVID, it is almost like a black swan scenario. This is where you really, one of the, one of the opportunities to see leadership among people is how do they behave, react? How do they, how do they you know, talk to other people? How do they communicate with other people and make things happen? It's a, it's a great uh, testing ground for, you know, many many people to test out their leadership skills. And I think uh, if we can go through this well, 
when people do that, that's when you see great leadership coming out of it. And then it's also in between what you do, right? Between these crises or between these, you know, ups and downs and these real downs. <laughs> how do you train yourself? How do you prepare yourself? I see that as, you know, the best thing as well. Mm. There's so much there. I mean, again, I think the takeaways are you're there to serve others and how are you helping them to become better? And, um, you know, again, it just really harkens to that servant leadership. I often hear from other yeah. uh, other leaders, though, I'd be curious your thoughts on this, that business would be great if it weren't for that pesky people part. I'm curious, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, I know people come in all sizes and shapes, right? Yeah. Uh, and behaviors, of course. Um, and, and of course, oftentimes, you know, we are able to, we are able to uh, hire the right people as they talk about, you know, we have a bus, we want to get the right people on the bus so that we can drive it to the, you know, right to, to the destination. But uh, sometimes there are people sitting on the bus already. So uh, we, do, we do come up with that. And I think the way to look at it is um, identifying the root cause, right? If somebody is not either performing well or becoming detrimental to the, uh, um, to the, to the uh, mission of either a company or an organization, it is to find out what is the root cause, what is driving them not to do well. Some, some, sometimes you see people that are very talented, they are skillful, but somehow they're not able to work well with others or work in conjunction with others to move in the right direction. So it's about finding a root cause, right? Uh, just like what our company solution is, uh, root cause analysis, it's all about peeping people, why, why are they behaving that way? If you can identify it, then you can see there's a potential solution. At times, uh, you know, what also happens is they may be without a purpose. So in order to really determine, um, you know, if there is no purpose, showing them the purpose may change a lot of people to do things better. Of course, if either they don't get the purpose or they don't buy into it, it doesn't happen, then we have to live without them for that particular, you know, company or project or whatever, the drastic, drastic solution, um, because you don't want to bring the whole team down just because somebody is not able to, you know, function uh, with others, right? But, but in my opinion, I think it's all about understanding what is driving their behavior, what is their, um, you know, belief in this whole uh, aspect, and, and what is their purpose? And then, you know, do they really have the skills to do it if they believe in it? If you can do all that, we can correct and, and, and get a lot of people to do the right things uh, in most cases. And of course, there is a small little <laughs> element where that doesn't happen in that case. We yeah. all know, uh, uh, we have all been there and, and done that. Yeah, exactly. What other successful business leaders like yourself should be on the podcast? Who else should we be paying attention to? Yeah, I, I can think of a couple of people. Um, one is, um, uh, I have a friend, a classmate of mine called Muddu Sudhakar. He um, is a CEO of uh, another AI company called ICERA, A-I-S-E-R-A. He has uh, uh, started a number of, he's a serial entrepreneur out here in Silicon Valley, started a number of companies, sold them. Uh, they were bought by you know, large corporations here. He, uh, what I admire about him is uh, the ability to um, not only come up with ideas for companies, but also being able to communicate that with a uh, lot of stakeholders, everybody from the investment mm -hmm. community, right? Because he's, he's attracted investment from some of the top uh, investors um, uh, on the planet, but also to his team that actually you know, continues to go with him from company to company. And then also to customers. Um, one of the things he's done very well is, uh, you know, he's got great ideas, brings great, great products, but he's also able to get customers to adopt them early on so that he can, you know, the company becomes uh, uh, not only successful, but also does, you know, tweak, 
uh, builds a product correctly based on that. So he's one person that you know I think demonstrates not only leadership qualities but also communication abilities. Uh, you know, with multiple stakeholders. The other person I uh, you know that you know immediately comes to mind is my CEO Nitin Kumar. He um, I kind of call him a master communicator, and and one of the qualities he does is he relentlessly stays in touch with a lot of people simultaneously. The number of phone calls he does on a daily basis, number of emails that he does, the number of you know text messages, and you know sincerely staying in touch with people, um, it 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 sort of and he helps them out. He's always there with them. He's he's connected to everybody. He knows what's going on, but he puts that effort. He under you know he 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 makes time in his busy schedule to do something like that. And that allows him to not only know a lot of things, but also to, um, uh, to get, you know, to vet things very quickly. So if, you know, an idea or a concept or something, all of a sudden within, within you know, seconds or sometimes I call it nanoseconds, you know, he's got feedback from, you know, seven people, right? So uh, it, it, in, in this day and age, um, it's not just what we know, but who we know and how do we communicate with them to, uh, you know, both ways, right? It's it's not just a take, but but to give a lot, while you know, uh, and and it all works out in the end. I love the saying, "Givers gain." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What piece of advice about communication would you give to other leaders? Yeah, I think um, you know, number of them, but one thing I want to touch upon is uh, transparency. Uh, as a leader, you know, number one thing is you want people to trust you anything that you say. Right, so which means you have to be transparent, especially when it comes to bad news or you know average news. Um, uh, I think I think giving a very open, a very uh, a clear cut, candid view to communicate to your team uh, and, and to all the stakeholders actually, for that matter, right, is extremely essential. And I, actually, as a sales person, uh, I mean, I talk to customers uh, on an hourly basis, and one thing that I've found is uh, being transparent with uh, all my stakeholders, right? Customers, partners, uh, you know, uh, my company team and, you know, investors, everyone else. It helps a lot. It actually sets the stage correctly. Nobody has any wrong expectations of any sort. And, and, and actually we build uh, on it together, right? So if you're a good leader, if your team can come to you with bad news immediately, if there is a bad news, mm -hmm. they should just not feel a single second of wait, but come to you and say, you know, here is, here is something going wrong. And then we can work as a team to figure out what are possible mitigations there. That's when, you know, you know that, uh, you know, uh, with communication, you have achieved a lot, right? Of course, we have, uh, I've learned this a hard way, but I truly believe that, uh, you know, uh, uh, if we can do it that way and build that trust, build that ability to communicate candidly with everyone, not, not uh, uh, you know, putting a silver lining on anything, Without without a basis for it, but at the same time, having said this, it's uh, Stacy. It's also about um, uh, you know being optimistic. End of the day, you know we live in a world where uh, optimism carries you a long way, but there is a fine line between optimism and the truth, right? So truth has to be dealt with, but you can be optimistic to find out you know how to how to do it better. Love that, love that. All right, magic question number six for you. Tell us about your favorite boss or teacher. Who's really influenced you? Yeah, uh, I've been very fortunate. A lot of people have uh, been instrumental, uh, and and I you know feel very very lucky about that. But one person I can think of is a professor from my undergrad, 
uh, undergrad uh, school, uh, IIT Madras. Um, this professor T. T. Narendran, um, he um, he's now retired, and um, he taught me this course called Operations Research when I was in my third year out in undergrad, and he made a phenomenal impact in, uh, uh, in not only for me to love that subject and pursue that, um, uh, but but to get a keen interest in it and and go do a PhD in operations research uh, in the area of queuing networks, and uh, also now I work in the artificial intelligence space. A lot of the underpinnings of that uh, comes from that field. So what he did was, uh, even though my undergrad major was mechanical engineering, this subject, the way he sort of engaged with students, the way he made it interesting, and the way he motivated the students to learn more about it. Um, and then he was also very funny. He had these one-liner jokes all the time. He just never let a single moment pass by without those jokes. It just made it you know, an amazing experience. and. Uh, Something that you you know felt so good about, got motivated, pursued, and uh, in fact uh, we were in Chennai this past uh, holiday season. And remember the time when we could all travel. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, you my know, wife ran into him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> something called airplanes. Uh, something called oh. buses. Uh, yeah, oh. cars. <laughs> uh, so my wife ran into him at a restaurant there with my cousin, who's also my classmate. And uh, you know they took a picture, and he was uh, very fondly asking about me as well at that time. And man, he he's had an outsized influence in in where I am today. That's so amazing that he still that think he thinks about you and asks about you and cares to know, and um, that's pretty cool. Well, thank you so much for being on. How can people find you if they want to reach out and ask some questions or get to know you better? Yeah, absolutely, Stacey. Uh, you know, I'm I'm available on LinkedIn, uh, Mukai Girish, M-U-C-K-A-I, um, with that A-I, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, corresponds with my field, I and like Girish, G-I-R-I-S-H. Um, or you can also find me on my company's uh, website, appnomic.com, A-P-P-N-O-M-I-C.com as well. That's and uh, this has been fabulous talking to you, and uh, and I'm so glad you're doing this and helping make a big difference. Oh, well, again, thank you so much. The pleasure is all ours and really excited to hear what we'll have you back again and have some more insights from you. But in the meantime, this is Stacey McKibben with the Master Communicator Podcast. For more ideas and insights, please do go check us out at www.concilioteam.com. We look forward to seeing you again next time. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thank you.